Morphin Legacy presents The Grid. Howdy, Ranger Nation. This is Shatteray22, Vice President of MorphinLegacy.com, welcoming you to episode 159 of The Grid, where we'll be reviewing all the news we've recently gotten for the 30th anniversary. Joining me in this episode is... Y'all already know who I am. My name is Austin. And Amber had computer issues, so she won't be joining us for this episode. Alrighty, so before we start things up, let's acknowledge that we've been kind of gone for a bit. Yeah, we were all pretty burnt out. I kind of went a little too too far with scheduling stuff every single week and it burned these bitches out it burned me out i was literally editing episodes all the time and just burnt me out so we needed a little recharge and we're back but we are not doing commentaries anymore so for all the people that thought it was awkward and unnatural you're welcome we're doing some restructuring too we're not sticking to a format we're not promising anything we're releasing episodes as we want to do them and i think that's gonna allow for a more fun kind of vibe we were at the point where we were like what do we do we need to release something i'm looking forward to what this year is going to have we do have fun things planned they're going to be spaced out so it'll be a nice breather and it's our 10th anniversary year got some fun ideas for pride month got some guests planned for future stuff so we got a lot of ideas taking a break off really allows creative juices to re-soak that and it gave me time to literally redo the entire morphin legacy database that has been your personality yes I just literally replaced every picture in it because I added those photos back in 2015 where the quality was not so good. I got better rips and now they look amazing. And Austin actually did all the banners on the site. So if you see a banner there, it was made by Austin. Also, y'all just need to know the website was down for three or four days and Ray was like not even a person. <laughs> yeah, call me out on that bitch. She did not know what to do with herself. Alrighty, so with that all explained. Let's get this party started. Alrighty, so before we get into news, I'm sure everyone listening already knows about this, but we would like to acknowledge the passing of Jason David Frank. He died around Thanksgiving. And as you all know, we weren't the biggest Tommy Oliver stands, but we would like to acknowledge that his character did mean a lot to people and he had a great appreciation for his fans. It would be dismissive to say that Tommy was not the most iconic ranger in the franchise. When normies think of Power Rangers, they think of Tommy. That just shows the kind of power that Jason David Frank had as that character. And even as an adult, I wasn't the biggest Tommy fan, but as a kid, 1000% I was. When he came back for Dino Thunder, I was happy. I actually remember when it was confirmed that he came back for Dino Thunder. I think he was hosting the sixth Ranger Marathon on ABC Family. And then he was like, by the way, I'm coming back for Dino Thunder as the mentor. I remember seeing the first episode of Dino Thunder and being like, oh my God, that's Tommy. That was really cool. So that was very shocking. I remember there was was a lot of vague posts on Twitter by a lot of big names in the fandom. So it was very concerning right off the bat. We knew before TMZ knew. And then the next day it was confirmed by outlets and that was very shocking. And I think it would be dismissive of us to not acknowledge that he did die by suicide. So if there's anyone that listening to this that 
does need help. I know I have been there many times in my life. You can dial 988 for the suicide hotline. I think we'll put some hotlines in the description of this episode. Just know that there are people in your life that do care about you and do want to help you no matter what the burden is. Don't feel like you are a burden because these people would rather have you by their side than not here at all. It is hard to reach out to people, but know that that is always an option and it should be your first option. Alrighty, so on a lighter note, let's talk about once and always. So let's go through the timeline of that. With the first announcement, which was at Hasbro PulseCon, we got this little teaser. We had no idea what it was. There was rumors that they were filming an anniversary special, but we had no idea. But we got this little video. It was David Yost and Walter Jones just being like, hey, we're in New Zealand filming something. They didn't say what, but they were like, hey, we're back. I honestly don't even remember that. It was very minimal. They didn't really say what they were doing. People thought it was just going to be part of the 30th anniversary season. Honestly, I have never been able to watch a PulseCon or Hasbro Pulse fan stream thing until the most recent one because I'm always working. But for the last one, I was working from home, so I was able to catch it. Yeah, because all of them are at noon on a Friday or a Tuesday. Not Sunday, because that's the Lord's Day, but maybe Saturday. Okay, you talk. (laughs) Alrighty, so that was a little tease. But the second announcement, like a month later, was the Platinum Membership fan stream. And this is where we got everything. It was confirmed that it was a special on Netflix. And we got a full cast announcement with a picture of the cast. So like we said, David Yost is coming back as Billy Cranston. Walter Jones is coming back as Zach, which are big things because David Yost hasn't been seen since the end of Zio. And when he left, it was on bad terms. And it was an old man playing Billy, which was kind of awkward. I think Hasbro is part of the reason why he came back because it is not any ties to Saban. All these people come back when Saban isn't in the reins because he had two anniversaries under their reign and the only person that really came back from the OG cast were Tony. Steve Cardenas and Catherine Sutherland were in Dimensions in Danger as well. Yes, but they're not OGs, quote unquote. No, but that's a whole other discourse that happened in the last few weeks. Oh yeah, we're not gonna... We're not going there. We don't have time for that. If you know, you know. Wink. (laughs) But speaking of those two, they are also coming back to see Cardenas is Rocky DeSantos and Gavin Sutherland is MPR Pink, even though she was only pink for like eight episodes. And let me just say, Catherine Sutherland is way dedicated to her fans more than Amy Jo Johnson is. Catherine Sutherland has always stuck by the fans and is always there for the fans and always does these things for the fans. Amy Jo Johnson kind of does it when she needs a movie funded. And that's the full tea. Because she went off a few days after the big trailer came out saying she said no but at the same time she wanted to do it but she didn't get her demands met she was like i didn't say no i just didn't say yes to what was offered and i'm like mary that's you saying no but (laughs) i digress that's a little passive aggressive saying i said no but i would have said yes if they gave me everything i wanted she probably wanted to direct it then creative control all right so that's our team basically these four rangers because we also have karen ashley as aisha and Johnny Young Bosch's Adam coming back. Stone Trio! We got the Stone King and Trio, and I guess technically the main five of season three back. Yeah. They have uniforms that have an SPA badge on them. What's that about? Space Patrol Academy or something? People were saying either Space Patrol Academy or Space Patrol Alpha, because Space Patrol Delta. It's very interesting that those two are the only ones 
I'm guessing they're not going to have suit up. Well, we can talk about some theories that we have at the end of this segment. And lastly, we have Charlie Kirsch, a newcomer in Power Rangers, as Min Kwan, the daughter of Trini Kwan. Love that. The tribute to Chui Trang. And she's going to be the Yellow Ranger. Possibly. We don't know. That was not confirmed. Girl. You're not going to make a new character who's the daughter of Trini to not have her be the Yellow Ranger. And I think that's going to be a special thing between Aisha and Min that Aisha chooses her to follow her mom's destiny. Yeah, because clearly they're Ashley and Johnny and Bosch. They're either not rangers or doing something else. They could be made of uh, auto ranger suits. That's a theory of mine. Maybe. Maybe. That would be crazy for this. If it's connected to SPD, those suits are police themed. And I was thinking that if they got back Austin St. John, which she can't even leave the country, that's a whole nother fucking can of worms I don't want to open. Thank God they got him for Beast Morphers when they did, girl. He can't leave the country. So I feel like maybe if he said yes and he was able to film this, Rocky would have been a part of SPA too, maybe. And that trio would have been the Potter Rangers, I'm thinking. I don't want to go crazy because when I go crazy, I go crazy, crazy. I thought Roxy was going to be the daughter of Wes and Jen because her last name is Collins. I hope you reached before stretching that far. I know. I went a little too crazy. My back hurts after that one. <laughs> I guess the picture we can talk about, they're in a command center and there's a little alpha back there. Hey, alpha. We don't know which alpha yet, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Alpha 30. Mm, we'll see. Alrighty, on to the third announcement, which was the most recent 30th anniversary fan stream. So the first thing we got from this was a trailer. And it kind of was a trailer, but it was more like a featurette because it was behind the scenes and interviews and like kind of more just teasing the project. It didn't really show anything besides behind the scenes stuff. Right. So yeah, we got those interviews. We got a little fight footage and some little grassy area with putty patrollers. And one thing to mention is that the Green Ranger is in this. I'll just say it right here. People think that the Green Ranger could potentially be Adam. That could be a possibility considering there's six Rangers that were Power Rangers and Min. So the theory could be that the six are the four we talked about and then Aisha's of course yellow and then Adam is green. Because he's been a green. He was green two times after he was black. Yeah. I guess it could be just an empty suit like... <laughs> We got in the Beast Morphers team up with the Dino Rangers. I'm not sure how I would feel about that, especially because they're putting so much effort into everything else of this. Yeah, that's very awkward. And then some people said it could be JJ because JJ exists in this universe beyond Solid Dragon. And that is a possibility. Because he was in Super Ninja Steel. It was just a voice, but he was in that. Also around this fight footage with the putties as well, we saw a glimpse of a Rita. A robotic Rita. We did not see her face, so we have no idea what they're doing with her no it could just be anybody i would like if they got carla perez back but it could be just a blank robot face i hope it's not a blank robot face and then george from ranger review said it's gonna be scrozzle and drag we haven't seen scrozzle and drag i would like to he would totally do it he's a queen yeah he would leave no crumbs we also saw the command center set and one little interesting fact that was in that command center is that there's an energy tube but it's cracked that's depressing yeah, because we all know Zordon was killed in Countdown of Destruction. And he's never coming back. You don't think so? I don't want Zordon to come back. He died for our sins. <laughs> that would take away from his whole sacrifice. Another thing I would like to mention is that some of the Ranger actors have facial hair. And if you are unaware about why this is so interesting is that Austin St. John came back for Beast Morphers. And if you've seen Austin St. John on conventions, in 
interviews, he's always has a like a flat ass beard. But in the special, they shaved him and he just baby face. He looked weird. Also JDF too. The last two times he showed up. I don't know what it was with Saban and facial hair, but they did not like it. Facial hair sends a bad message to children that the devil walks among us. These 40 year old dudes having facial hair means that? Okay. Honestly, if you're 40 and you don't have facial hair, I don't trust you. Bitch, I'm 32. I'm not going to grow a beard anytime soon. That's not your vibe. I would look weird with facial hair. Yeah. Talking about facial hair is Zach had like a little mustache and like little goatee kind of thing. He looks so good. And then Adam had a flat out beard. Yeah, he looks good too. Mm-mm-mm. All these men. I really appreciate that he came back because he has done a lot of things since Power Rangers. He's so big in like anime and voice work and stuff. Yeah, he's done Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach. Love that. Okay, so on to some press photos we also got. So first up is one of Billy and Zach helmetless. That shows a close-up of Zach's glove that was retrofitted for Walter Jones because he is missing a finger. And that's cool. I really like that. It's good to acknowledge stuff like that. Yeah. And one thing about the gloves I'd like to mention is those little dots on the diamonds. Yeah, there's a texture to the diamonds. First of all, don't zoom in on that because that's going to ignite my tripophobia or whatever that's called. That's attention to detail, I guess. Yeah, the suits look very nice in the special. They do. And next press photo up is Billy, Rocky, and Catherine morphing apparently with the power coins. Cat never used the pterodactyl coin. Oh my gosh. This was one of the million Twitter discourses of the past few weeks is that Cat in the special is using the pterodactyl power coin and she technically never used the pterodactyl power coin because when she became the mighty Morphin Pink Ranger, that was around the time of the ninja coin. So she only used the crane ninja coin. One thing I hope this special gives me is Cat using the power bow. So yeah, that was a little discourse the past few weeks. People were a bit that she'd ever use this. I said this on Twitter, but the power coins aren't like the inner gems or dino gems. They're not bonded to you, so you can just pass on to a power coin to literally anybody. Yeah. Kim literally just handed her crane coin to Cat without any problem. The ancestors of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the Wild Rest Rangers, were able to use them with no problem. That's the hill you're gonna die on before even seeing the special and how they explain it because I honestly do trust these writers as much shit as people want to talk shit about these writers. They did great with Dino Fury and the Easter eggs and handling elements like that, so I trust them. A lot of problems with Becca and Ellen. Early seasons were that they were micromanaged by Saban, and now we have Hasbro, so we were able to see them working in full force and more freeing with Beast Barfers and Dynafy. Alrighty, so moving on from that, we have a shot of what we are assumed to be the Moon Palace or some kind of villain lair. Billy, Zack, and Rocky are sitting behind some device with little ranger minis, which apparently are lightning collection figures. That's interesting, and I'm curious to see what that is about. <laughs> yeah, there is a MMPR pink and green, so that could explain why Tommy and Kim are not in this special. Mm-hmm, like they were kidnapped or something. I'm blind. I can't see the rest. I think there's like a green galaxy there too. They're blurred out of focus, so it's hard to tell. When this special comes out, trust and believe I'll be zoomed up on all this shit. All right, so next one is Billy, Zach, and Min standing in with the red bug 2.0. That was so cute. That is really attention to detail. The red bug. Oh, 
And it looks so cool, too. Love. A little downer. They're at a graveyard. We know what that means. And I am very curious to see how they handle that. I think it will be handled respectfully. I have to trust. <laughs> so on to more cast and production reveals. This is probably the most exciting news. Oh, yeah. For the gays. Barbara Goodson will be back as the voice of Rita Repulsa, the robot. Yes. I am so happy for this because every time we have seen Rita post Countdown, it has been by someone else. And it is not the same. You are giving me a headache. How dare you enter my palace? Please! Mystic Mother and her redubbed clips and Beast Morphers. They got the actress back from Mystic Mother to voice that. Well, we gotta run. <laughs> well, at least there's that continuity, Mama. And I'm glad they're getting back Barbara Goodson while they can, because we will never be able to hear Robert X. Rod do Lord Zed again. And that is sad. What a voice actor, because he just commanded that character. He did Zed and Finster. Uh, those are two very different characters. And he was so passionate about Zed, too. Up till he passed, he was doing that voice, and he had a lot of health problems. And he was always doing that voice in conventions. A lot of respect for Robert Axelrod in this house. But another voice actor is coming back, too. We talked about Alpha, but Richard Stephen Horvitz is coming back as a Alpha. That's exciting. Because the Alpha we talked about, it's not Alpha 5. It's clearly a different version of Alpha. And Beck and Alan did talk about that it's a numbered Alpha, but they didn't say what number Alpha it's going to be. But it'll be related to the special. So it's either Alpha 8, because we saw Alpha 7 in Forever Red. Alpha 30, because it's the 30th. Who was Alpha in Overdrive? That was Alpha 6. Oh, okay. I kind of like Alpha 8 for continuity's sake, but 93 would be cute. 93 would be too much like Jesus Christ with pushing out these alphas on fucking Edenoi Jesus. That's a lot. <laughs> I also think Alpha 30 is too on the nose. If it was 6, they could have got Campbell Cooley back because he voiced Alpha 6 in Overdrive. He did? Yeah. It's the last time you watched Ultra Ranger. Girl. I know. Alrighty, so some more production things. Becca Barnes and Ellen Dale are writing the special. They're the current head writers. It'll be directed by Charlie Heskell. He's directed a lot of Disney Neo Saban and Hasbro era. And the release date will be April 19th. And it will be a global Netflix exclusive. Alrighty, some miscellaneous announcements. A Netflix press release revealed that two monsters will be appearing in the special. And they are randomly the Mighty Minotaur and Snizzard. The Mighty Minotaur makes no sense to me personally. Snizzard, I can let slide because he just got a lightning collection figure and obviously he's voiced by Brian Cranston. They might get him. I feel like that's a big get for a special like this, but they were able to get Barbara Goodson and Richard Stephen Horvitz back for Isn't that hard to spend an hour or two recording five lines in a sound booth? Yeah, it's 2023. You didn't do that in your closet. Post-COVID, everyone has a setup like this. We have a setup like this. My new mentor is random. It should have been Pudgy Pig. Eye Guy, King Sphinx. King Sphinx is like because got all that merch. I don't know why, but he was on all the early merchandise. The Minotaur was the first one they used the Power Blaster on, so that's something. And lastly, for the once and always stuff, Catherine Sutherland released a video of what appears to be a morph sequence. I cannot wait to see that. So we're actually getting a morph sequence for this. I'm curious to see how it compares to the original morph sequence, how it compares to Adams in Once a Ranger. Is it just going to be a green screen of the, them inside the morpher? Like I hope it's more 
subdued original classic that morph is nostalgic for a reason i'm just happy it's a morph sequence here team ups are always insta morphs nowadays except for the dino charge one in beast morphers they actually use the dino charge morph for that right but austin st john came back they didn't do a new morph sequence for that that was an insta morph dimensions was all insta morphs which girl i hate that i don't care if the morph sequence is 20 years old use it you're doing a split screen they did that for forever red freaking tommy had his spiked hair but they still use that morph sequence where he had a ponytail yep and if you're worried about picture quality just put them all in big where do a template that the split screen that's what team ups used to do you don't have to do one at a time Mm-mm. Alrighty, so that's all the once and always news. Let's move on to the season of the year, season 30, which is titled... Alrighty, so let's talk about the timeline of this. First up was the first announcement. Well, first little bit we got of this was around June-ish with Nightmare finding the name on something. So shout out to the Power Scoop. Yes, I, I remember she did find it first. That started a lot of speculation. Mostly Q-Ranger speculation. <laughs> Tactically not wrong, but we will talk about that in a minute. So the first tentacle announcement was during the anniversaries at literally one o'clock in the morning. Ami has repulsed Twitter. They accidentally schedule it for 1 a.m. instead of 1 p.m. So a lot of people saw that on their feed right before they were going to bed. That social media intern was fired. That was a blunder. That kind of made the panel the next day very... Scarce. Don't quote me, but I think PMC people talked about that hindering their exclusivity. That was planned for a reveal for their convention. So yeah, Simon Bennett, the returning showrunner from Dynafury, revealed that the 30th season of Power Rangers will be Power Rangers causing Fury, and in that it will bring back the Dino Fury Rangers as its team. I'm into that. Yeah, but let's talk about the plot description that came with the press release. For the first time since the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers debuted in 1993, the current cast of Power Rangers Dino Fury will be turning as the beloved Power Rangers for a third season in Power Rangers Dino Fury. An army of powerful alien beings is unleashed on Earth, threatening the life as we know it. The team of Power Rangers fueled by prehistoric power of the dinosaurs are recruited to deal with the threat. The adventure continues in Power Rangers Cosmic Fury where the team is heading out to space. In space. I think this allows them a lot of creative control, especially for this being a 30th anniversary season and only 10 episodes. It allows them to focus on story and anniversary elements versus having to introduce characters and worry about the crutch of that. Yeah, let's talk about that. In the second announcement at PulseCon, they talked about it being a global Netflix exclusive. So there's going to be no international meddling whatsoever. So everybody get all 10 episodes all at once. And yeah, it's in 10 episode count. That's so short. They're going all original for this season, except for maybe sweat fights. Because we're getting original costumes, so they're spending a lot more money doing all original ground fights. So I feel like that kind of eats into a 22 episode season budget. I think 10 episodes is a good starting point to kind of fill this out. Can we do all original? Can we pivot to that? Can we make that work? And I think that's what they're testing here. This is definitely an experimental ground for Hasbro for future stuff. Girly, especially with these suits. 
having 10 episodes will make it very story focused so bye bye filler for this season which is so sad i love a good power rangers filler but we got filler with these characters already we had 44 episodes with them and i feel like maybe half of that is filler so yeah there's a lot of goofy filler and we will talk about some of the goofiest filler from nana fury in the next episode i am curious to see the runtime for these episodes i hope it's closer to like 30 minutes or maybe a little bit longer with it being a netflix exclusive you're not constrained to being 22 minutes every episode so you can go a little longer maybe a few minutes maybe 10 minutes hopefully and it's not just 22 minutes because we talked about 10 episodes yeah yeah plot story driven yeah but like 10 episodes is still very small compared to what we've been getting yeah i feel like maybe it would have been longer if we didn't have the once and always special i feel like that bit into maybe having 13 episodes instead of 10 but i'm kind of grateful that we actually got a season honestly 13 episodes actually is the standard short form content number compared to the full length 22 episode seasons that was the standard for tv for years and years all right and lastly like i said this won't all be original we will be taking zord footage from uchu sentai kiranger so technically we will be having a kiranger adaptation no don't even joke about that it's a very monkey paw situation. Y'all wanted a Q-Ranger adaptation. You got it, but you're not using the suits. There was a really funny edit that went out on Twitter after these announcements came out of... um. Oh yeah, Speed Racer Flubber. Yeah, someone dubbed uh, footage of Q-Ranger like, Am I not cosmic enough for you? Am I not furious enough for you? That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We just want your Zord footage. That's a real bummer because those suits are gorgeous. I know. No, I love those suits so much. Could you imagine a lightning collection of that white suit? You could tell that the white suit at the end of Dino Fury Season 2 was kind of based off that. Like a play off of that, yeah. But Zord footage means that we'll be adapting villains and monsters from Q-Ranger. Well, and people think too that, I don't know the name of the villain from Q-Ranger, I don't remember. Danamarge? The final form. People think that's going to be Zed. That would be so cool because if you look at them back to back, he's got an exposed brain. Hello. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of the Zed suit they made. It's too beefy. I'm fine if they just start out cosmic with him in this form. The Zed was a thick boy. He got a dumpy. Yeah, he had a dumpy. He was not no meathead, even though he's just exposed meat. But so they're using Zed. They're probably gonna use the foot soldiers. I just hope they don't use putties for this. I'm fine with the special using putties. I don't want them to use putties in this season. See, I don't know. The footage is gonna be all original. I almost want an original foot soldier. I'm fine with original foot soldiers. Do not use the putties. We haven't had an original foot soldier since Dino Thunder. This would be the time to do it because the suits are original and all the fight footage is going to be original. Why not? You could do whatever you want. That's the positive in this. And I only say that because I agree. We've already seen the putties in Beast Morphers and we're going to see them again in the special. But I also don't like the foot soldiers for Q-Ranger. They're ugly. They kind of look like gym rats, to be honest. They're like motocross bros. Look at the head, though. They kind of like has the Zed visor on them. It could work. Okay, but take the helmet piece of that and put it on a different body because those bodies are horrid. It literally is just like a Velcro-like motocross costume. <laughs> it gives old-style Sentai. I like a lot of the villain designs. I kind of hope they use Madako. She was a recurring lady villain. They're clearly going to use Scrozzle. He's not dead yet. Alrighty, so I think we have talked about everything from the second announcement, so let's move on to the third announcement, aka the suit reveals. Girl, talk about 
divisiveness. I was so tired of people talking about these on Twitter. Okay, so the first one we saw was Izzy. The first reveal was this fan art style, okay? The fan art looks kind of like shiny fabric. I was put off by the design. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't a fan. It's very plain. There's a lot of blank area on the chests. Let's talk about the design. So they're all keeping their dinosaur theming from Dynafury. So they have the same helmet with little embellishments on them. It's very Zora cockpit power up. They have little gold trimmings here and there. They have a metallic shield... I love the little metallic shoulder pads, gloves, and belts. I like the shield piece. That's probably my favorite part of it. And there are a lot of silver embellishments as well. They have this weird, I don't know what to call that. It's asymmetrical. Yeah, they have a weird silver piece coming off of the belt that hugs their side. It's only on one side. But if you notice, that shape is on the other side, but it's just more the color of the suit versus the silver. It's strange. And honestly, I know this is an anniversary season, so I can let it slide, but I think the lightning bolt symbol being on on their belt buckle and their morpher and all their weapons, I think that's tacky. Simon Bennett said that was something from Hasbro. I'm sure. It's an anniversary season. I don't think it's a negative. I just think personally, I think it looks a little tacky. We'll have to see where they get their powers from. Yeah. Because I don't think the lightning bolt... That has never been on any suits on it or anything. It never has been on anything because these are original suits. Overall, I'm not wowed by these. I will say, I think I liked the fan art more than the actual reveal video we got. Yeah, because the first impression we got was on a phone camera. It's like an iPhone camera. Very dark. I love the cast. They were all very charismatic, and they were so excited to reveal the suits, which is why I feel kind of bad. I do not hate the suits. I think there are things in this that I do not like, but there are also things in these suits I do like. And the things I like are the individuality for certain characters that will go over so let's talk about each suit so first up our former red ranger and current zenith ranger zato champagne and enough champagne to fill the Nile. So Zenith Ranger. So I found the dictionary definition of Zenith and it means the time at which something is most powerful or successful. So ladies and gentlemen, Zato is not getting demoted. We have no idea what this Zenith Ranger is. We have no idea what this means for anything because the only thing we know about this suit so far is that it's champagne colored. It has a cape. That is it. You don't want to sound dismissive, right? It is hard to have have serious conversations about stuff when we don't know the full context of something. I personally would never speak over people in the fandom, especially people of color and black people that were actually offended by this. It's a genuine concern of past seasons having a trend of that. There were people concerned because Amelia is the new Red Ranger and they went off about how she's the new leader, she's the new Red Ranger and black rangers that are Red Rangers have a recurring trend of where they are kind of overshadowed by other rangers because let's start off with TJ. TJ was the first ever Black Red Ranger and he was the Red Turbo Ranger for half the season before he was demoted to blue. And then the next one, Jack, was the Red SPD Ranger and that season was mostly about Sky being pissed off. He wasn't the Red Ranger and then that season ended with Sky becoming the new Red Ranger. And then the next one after that was Scott from RPM. And that season was mostly about Dylan being all emo about how he didn't know who the fuck he was 
Lewis. And then the one after that was Devin from Beast Morphers. And that season was mostly about Nate. I, f- I feel like Devin probably got the most focus out of all of those characters. Walking away, I think I knew more about Devin than I do about those other characters. But yeah, so it was a concern. And that was definitely a conversation that needed to be had. Yes. It's not really my place, but I think it could have been a more civil conversation. And I know that's what some individuals on Twitter were trying to do. There were some people that were very civil about it and some people were not. I think some people took it a little too far and I think that took away from these actors, right? Because Russell Curry, who plays Zeta, was very excited about this change. Obviously Hunter Dano, who's going to be the first red female ranger to lead a team in the full season, was so excited because that's a huge milestone for a show. I know it took 30 years to get a white girl to be the red ranger to lead the team, but that's still a groundbreaking thing. So the discourse becoming really negative and toxic, I feel like, did take away from them and they were probably hurt by that because they've been nothing but excited for this and it is really hard to fully judge this until we see the full context. And it's very sad to see because I saw Kaimuya say they're not that bad when he was... I know. I hate when the actors acknowledge fandom discourse. Oh yeah, because Megaforce celebrated its 10th anniversary last week and then I saw Cameron Jabo post on a tweet that's saying, yay, 10 years of people saying our season is shit and I feel so bad. That made me sad. And that's why I try to just be positive on Twitter and post memes and just have a good time usually. I've definitely grown to be more positive on Twitter when it comes to stuff like that because I used to just rip shit to pieces on Twitter. Then I saw how it affected people and I'm like, okay, maybe keep the negativity for the grids. You do start to become more conscious of how other people could just see it at, at a glance and that could just affect their whole mood. I'm definitely more positive on how Samurai is. We love Samurai in this house. I kind of love it for the camp of production values. Austin just loves it unironically. I do. But yeah, I, this probably is one of my favorite suits in the bunch, Zados. Oh yeah, it is a pretty... At first, that little iPhone camera reveal, the suit looked a little more silvery, but with the Profesh suit photo he posted on his Instagram, it does look more champagne colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did get the fan art originally. Not fan art, it was official art. And then the video. And then some of them, not all, but most of them posted behind the scenes taking photographs for a photo shoot in the suits. Yeah, I love the flowing cape. I wish they all had capes. I think the one thing that sticks out to me for the wrong reason with this suit is the boots. But that seems to be intentional because the sketching has the same. It does seem to be intentional, but it is just like, I don't know. It just looks jarring staring at it. Maybe that's a flair to reference his other suit because we will talk about this more when we review Dino Fury next episode. But in the finale, Zato, spoilers, dies. He comes back in a white suit with a red helmet. But yeah, white suit. And it kind of looks like this in a way, but in hand. Much better than that, because girl. That looked like they made that suit day of recording. They cut off some shoulder pads out of foam and just stuck it on a suit like, oh, God. They filmed the finale not knowing they were going to get a third season. So they were just like, okay, let's just put a suit together. If we get something, we get something. If we don't, we don't. Yeah. But they did. So yay. Well, let's talk about the other suits. One last thing before we move on to another suit. The Zenith Ranger is the only one that doesn't have a weapon yet. But Russell Kurd confirmed that he has one, but we haven't seen it yet. Alright, so on to the next most interesting suit, and that is Amelia's suit, which now she is the Red Ranger of the team. I remember seeing that on Twitter before the Pulse stream, and I was like, oh, 
what? I was gagged. I was gooped. I was wondering why it took so long to reveal the other ones because the first three announced were the least interesting. There wasn't really any changes to those. Those were my least favorite of the bunch. Oh, they're the same colors and the same rangers. Green, gold, and blue are the most plain suits in this bunch. And I see why those were the first ones to be revealed because this is a big thing. Her suit is still based on the Ankylo Zord and motif, but now it's red. And it has a skirt. Slay. I love a Red Ranger with a skirt, girl. You gotta be stretching this out because we've had a female red, but the first female red is technically an evil ranger that was in like two episodes. And then we have another female red that is Lauren, but she was only in like two episodes. So this is technically a first red in a feed where she is a full-time red in a 10-episode season. And the thing is, we couldn't get a female red without it being a ranger from another season that is only 10 episodes. There's a lot of ways you could say that. She's the first full-time female red leader of the team. So her weapon is an Ankylo hammer, which looks pretty cool. It kind of looks like Mjolnir. Yeah, let's get to our favorite. Oh yes, our favorite of the six. Javi Garcia, the Black Ranger. And you may be thinking, oh, he's still the same color. But the thing about this suit is that he has a mechanical arm. He got his arm ripped off, you guys. Wait, are we just going to skip over the part where everybody ripped my fucking arms off? Yeah, I didn't have anything to do with that. That was super fucked up. Thank you. Morphed and unmorphed, which like, girl, what? So what's that about? I would love to know the context of that. Just the mechanical arm on the suit. It looks good because it's black and black always looks good. But the mechanical arm, I'm, that's the most interesting thing about this suit. And then his weapon, you guys. It's a stego axe. It's also a guitar. That is a gag. And then the end of the handle has a dino like head on it. It's sickening. It's sickening. It's like the dino head from those Chroma Fury Sabers. It's also on the Cosmic Fury logo. That too. Yeah, this is my favorite. Easy. That's the best thing about making these suits from scratch. You can do whatever you want. You can put flares of a character in the weapons. And Javi's a musician, so it makes sense that he has a weapon that is also a Instead of taking the Sentai and having to mold the characters to match that footage, you can match these suits with the characters that you've already established her we can do these last three lightning round so ollie's still the blue ranger he has a blaster next izzy's the green she has daggers Next. Ion's gold. He has a Moza Razor Blaster that's kind of looks like a arm cannon. I think I would love all of these suits 1000% if they all had a personal flair like the first three do. I feel like they just put that extra oomph into designing the Zenith Ranger in red and black. I kind of wish they just did some crazy colors too. They should have made Ion orange or something. Could have done Izzy's purple. You thinking it because the Q Ranger's orbs. You could have done anything to match those. All these colors have Zords and Key Ranger. They could have made Ion Silver or something. Because honestly, the gold and the champagne are a little close. I feel like the Zenith Ranger might just use any Zord it needs to be. Like, he has control of the Zords that don't have color Rangers. There are 12 Rangers in Key Ranger, and there's only 6 Rangers here. So there's going to be a lot of times where there's a Zord combination where the color doesn't match the Rangers inside the Zords. Alrighty, so let's move on to Miscellaneous Cosmic Fury news. We moved studios for this season. Power Rangers has filmed in Studio West since I think Dino Thunder. And now it is moving to Auckland Film Studios, which is a bigger studio with bigger security, which is good because that helped with leaks apparently because we have.
haven't had a single leak from this season. Which I love. All of this stuff was a total shock. Usually by now we would have been spoiled by something. They went to New Zealand, they filmed it, and then maybe two or three months after they filmed it, they revealed all these suits and we did not know a single thing. There has not been a single production photo from this entire season. We know nothing and I love that. Love. And Simon Bennett mentioned this on Twitter that they were filming in different locations to prevent people from taking photos. So again, no leaks. We have a few characters confirmed to make an appearance this season. We know Jane, Jay Borg, and Dr. Kana will be showing up in Cosmic Fury. So yay. Slay. And lastly, for Cosmic Fury news, we have some rumored cast appearances. So we saw Mick and Billy's name on the makeup board. So those two will probably be making an appearance. It makes sense because David Yost, I think, spent a few months after they filmed Once and Always. And then Mick, of course, we saw him in Dino Fury. So there will be probably an episode where they go to the Lion Galaxy. That would be such a wasted opportunity if they did not. I would like to see the Lion Galaxy. We never saw it in Ninja Steel, so that would be nice to see that. It could be interesting to see Billy become a mentor to these rangers, like how he kind of was in Zeo. You think he's going to be full-time? It's only 10 episodes. It's a possibility if he was there for a few months. Or maybe there'll be an episode where they go to Aquatar and they meet up with him. That could be cool. There are a bunch of planets in the universe they could go to. I have an article on morphlegacy.com, Ranger Prevalent Legacies. There are a few specifically I would like to see. What a waste if they didn't go to Aquatar. Onyx. That's from Lost Galaxy. In Space and Lost Galaxy. The Wild West planet with all the old monster suits. Yes. I don't know if there's an old West set you can film in New Zealand but I just hope there is. I want to see Onyx so bad. Miranoi? Miranoi, absolutely. I'm trying to think of like the most iconic planets. Miranoi's up there. Eltar? Eltar definitely from Floria. No. Libria, the planet trips from... Yeah. Mercuria, Sirius. Oh, Sirius was destroyed. (laughs) It was! Andresia. Oh, that was a story. Sentai 6. Sentai 6 is a different dimension. Her- oh, you're right. Then the Ninja Galaxy. There's a lot of possibilities. Lastly, this is just based off the actor being in New Zealand. When they were filming, Abraham Rodriguez was in New Zealand around the time they were filming Cosmic Fury. Girl, Abraham was posting group photos with all the cast and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, if he's not in this, he just cock-teased all of us. Bring back Nate and Steel! Steel's human actor lives in New Zealand, so the fact they didn't get him- Well, especially because they foreshadow him with Izzy being a stan. There was that episode where they saw footage of Steel becoming Twink Steel, and she flipped out. Wait a second. Steel Silva? He's the star of Kung Fugitive! That's my favorite show! Oh, sorry. Off topic. And she mentioned him in another episode before that, too. So, you said you had something to talk about. It's that new show, Kung Fugitive, right? That dude, Steel Silva, is so good in it. Yeah, he can really kick butt. I want to see that so bad. Give that to me. Give it to me. Give me that little twink. Give us Sledge. Blow him up again. Have him say it's a bomb. Don't listen to the fans. They're annoying. Listen to us. Yes. Listen up, power pukes! This is Barbara Goodson, also known as Empress Rita from Power Rangers. You're listening to The Grid. Make my podcast grow! <laughs> 
All right, so lastly, let's talk about some random shit that's been coming out the last few months. So let's talk about some lightning collection stuff. Ooh, yay. Mm-mm. First up, too bad Amber's not here, but we are getting a lightning collection alien ranger team back. All five alien rangers at once, and it's an Amazon exclusive. I think this is bullshit. I am surprised that they're making this, to be honest, but... The fact that we are getting this, I am not surprised it's a team tag. This is the only way to release the alien rangers. They had a 10-episode miniseries. They were in more episodes than A-Squad, and A-Squad got individual releases. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm shocked about. A-Squad got individual releases? That should have been a team pack, too. And I only talk shit about that because I want Delphine. I'm not paying $120 for one figure. I'm fine with getting all five. I like those suits. I like those figures. I like the suits, but girl, can you tell me a single thing about any of them except for Delphine? Corcus is played by a gay actor. Oh, 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 Slay. Give me a break. Sestro's the smart one. Orko's the red. That was in Forever Red. Rocky's not in it, but Orko is. And Titus. Um, I have no idea. Who's that, the yellow one? Yes, I could not tell you anything about Titus. I'm sorry. Gun to my head. I couldn't even tell you their names, probably. White is Delphine. Uh-huh. Red is Orko. Black is Quirkus. Blue is Sestro. Yellow is Titus. Gotcha. I will forget all of that in five seconds. If you ever have a Power Rangers trivia panel or night, there you go. That's a question to ask. Ask them who the alien rangers are. They'll be like, uh, what? Let's talk about the most recent wave reveal. These were revealed with the once and always, the 30th anniversary stuff. They were all part of that. Yeah, this is the 30th anniversary reveal. So we got a pink galaxy ranger with a Kendrick head and she has removable glasses. What a sleigh. We will also be getting a black dino ranger to fill out the full dino thunder team. Speaking of dino thunder, we are also getting a mesagog figure. He looks amazing. It looks so good. And the shocking thing about this is this is in a deluxe figure. So it is the same price as everything else in the basic lightning line. So it's $24.99. And the mouth is posable. Yes, like Finster. Finster is one of the top five figures. Easily. And lastly, with this wave, we are getting a blue Dino Fury Ranger. So that is the third Dino Fury Ranger. And we got a cute little video from Kai Muya reacting to his figure. That was cute. He was on set, opened it up and looked at it. That was cute. Look, it's me as a figure. We got you as a figure in an episode of Dino Fury missing. He's a collectible. On the plus side, I'm limited edition. I'm worth a fortune. But I also only have five points of articulation. Oh my god, that was, I can't wait to talk about that. That was one of my favorite episodes in the season. Oh yeah, easily. Spoilers. So let's talk about some darker things. Some discourse. Wave 13 recently came out, and there's been little QC problems with some of the figures. Not all four of them, mostly just Izzy and Coda figures. I have seen no problems with the Peacher or Zoe. Yeah, me neither. But the Green Dino Fury Ranger figure, there have been problems. People get the figure and the head pops off. The head head, but the little ball joint that comes with the head so it's fucked up and with the blue dino Charger ranger i have this issue myself but the hip joints are a little loose yes i have that issue as well but it is not a big deal to me it's one thing for your figure to fall apart but loose hip joints as long as i can still pose him you know he's sitting on a shelf and collecting dust i'm not too worried about that i am not one of those people that do crazy things with their figures i take it out of the box i put it on my shelf i look at it maybe 10 seconds a day and i move on with my life right 
I want to point out that because I have seen issues of people having issues with their Lightning Collection figures, and when they order from Hasbro Pulse, Hasbro Pulse doesn't guarantee you a replacement of the same item. I've seen a lot of people get replacements that are just a completely different item than what they ordered. That is so weird. That is very weird. I think that's strange customer service. That's not what I paid for. Why do I want a replacement of this thing? Some people are getting the SDCC exclusive from like 2019 or something. Yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. I know Hasbro Pulse usually drops these figures earlier. I would honestly just recommend you order through Amazon because if you have an issue with the figure, you're getting a replacement of the same thing. You're not getting some random thing. I've seen a lot of discourse. There are people that want to stop supporting the Lightning Collection and that's perfectly fine for them. But I've also seen people that have had problems got a replacement from Amazon and the replacement was fine. Exactly. And I agree. It is annoying to have to reach out to get a replacement. I've had to do that for packages that are stolen it's annoying but you know at the end of the day it is your money you can choose to order it on amazon and take your luck with that and get a replacement if there's an issue with anything or you can just choose to not spend your money towards that and that's fine i don't think we need to be going crazy like some people have been on twitter again with every discourse there are people that are being civil there are people that are just going bananas and i feel like the best case scenario for if you have a problem with your figure do what you can to get a replacement replacement of it and make sure the person you got a replacement from knows of the issues. That's a way Hasbro learns. You make them send you another figure. That is one less thing that they're able to sell. So they are losing out on that. Me, I'm not as heated because my Izzy came perfectly fine. Maybe I would have had a problem if mine came fucked up, but mine didn't. Right. We can have discussions on Twitter all we want. I don't think we should be attacking people if they have a different experience or opinion than you. I think that is ridiculous and childish. I've seen some people that are literally just pulling apart their Izzy figure and then being like, oh, see, this is a QC issue. That makes no sense to me. That doesn't seem fair to accuse of Hasbro. I know there's an issue with the head falling off. I've seen maybe an arm break off when someone opened it, but when you're pulling apart the entire thing limb by limb, that is not a Hasbro issue. You're breaking your figure. And then I see people who have no problems at all, so it's very touch and go. And you know, this is probably the most outspoken fans have been on Lightning Collection figure having issues, but... The last time was the White Dino Ranger. That was a problem with literally everyone, and they fixed it! And they offered free replacements, and they lost money on that. I feel like the way to go to Hasbro into doing that is telling them the problems and getting a replacement, make them pay for your replacement. If you want to boycott the line, go right ahead. It's your money. You will choose what to do with your money, and you don't have to support a line that you don't want to. Yeah, but at the same time, don't be surprised if things get canceled. I do kind of feel iffy about they moved to plastic-free packaging, so all the design on the packaging is different. It's not that same Tom Whalen, which is too bad because, oh my god, his art was gorgeous. And I will never have a Gen figure with his art on the packaging now. R.I.P. He's still alive. They just... (laughs) I just didn't use him anymore. But I think the packaging is fine. There is that concern of there's no window. So you can't see the quality of the figure that you're purchasing or getting until you open it, which sucks. Maybe the reason why the figures are coming to people broken is the way they're packaged too, because you open the box and the box is flimsy. They're just wrapped in a little tissue paper. There's no protection. Compared to the old packaging, obviously it was plastic, but it was molded plastic that held the figure in place and actually provided some some support. And I know why they're doing it. They want to save the environment. 100% I get that. Robonite is happy. I wish there was something else we could come up with that would still provide some safe shipment options. Clearly this isn't 
really working. Maybe save harder cardboard to put them in instead of just tissue paper bit. What the fuck is that? Hey, it was easy for me to get out of the box, but at the same time, I hope it's not broken. Honestly, that probably goes into the QC issues. The boxes are flimsy. It's just the tissue paper and it is in a little cardboard thin sleeve. So anything that happens to that box is going to hurt it. And then there's another bag with all the other stuff in it. And I feel like that's also an issue. I've seen a lot of people like missing accessories or getting the wrong accessories. I saw someone get a blue Dino Charger Ranger figure with putrid accessories. They can't QC because there's no window. They can't look at it and be like, oh, yep, check, check, check. This has everything. You do lose that QC with moving away from the plastic repackaging. I feel like there should be an alternate way. I think they launched this without really thinking about the implications that it would have on the quality of their stuff. Beyond it being the first wave of being plastic repackaging, this is also the first wave to be produced in a new country. Mm -hmm. Because they moved from China because of China's tariffs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a transition period with that, right? They're getting set up in a new factory. New people, new people working on the toys. People work so hard for so little money in this country. It's ridiculous. You have every right to be upset if you spend your hard-earned money on something and it is not what you thought it was going to be. But I feel like there should be a little leeway. This is the first wave at a new factory. I'll talk shit all I want, but I'll be honest, if they did a gen figure and I got the shittiest plastic broken thing, I'd be pissed. So I get it. If I got the broken as you figure, I'd be screaming homophobia. <laughs> it is homophobic. The one with the most issues is Izzy. By the way, I didn't put this in the script, but Dino Fury Season 2 was nominated for a Glad Award. It was. Didn't it win the first one? It won the first one. Speaking of gay rights, though, let's talk about Megan. Not so fast, Megan. For no reason in particular other than it's slayed and left no crumbs and there were a bunch of Power Ranger actors in it. Yeah, so Megan has been Austin's personality for the past, what, month and a half? Yeah, it came out like early January. If you haven't seen Megan, if you like horror comedy, it's more comedy than horror, I would say. There's definitely horror elements. It is very campy. So if that's your vibe, I totally recommend it. I'm sure if you have TikTok, you've seen clips. Seeing the doll sing Titanium, unironically. Cultural reset. But yeah, there were a lot of familiar faces in this. So I made a thread on Twitter, but I wanted to talk about it here just because I love the movie so much. Because this movie was filmed in New Zealand and Power Rangers filmed in New Zealand since 2003. So the first one is our favorite, Kira Josephson. She was Ava, who was the outdoor teacher in Megan. There's a scene where they go to this outdoor school kind of event. She was the teacher. She greets the white girl from Get Out with her niece. And she gets scared by Megan, who's sitting in the backseat with the girl. She's like, oh, God. I remember seeing this in theaters, and her face showed up. And I was like, oh, it's Jane from Dino Fury. And she's basically playing Jane from Dino Fury. I mean, her co-star is a robot. We also have Jen Van Epps, who was one of the white girl from Get Out's co-workers. She played a character named Tess. And she was Zato's mommy in Dino Fury. Was she only in one scene? She was only in the one episode in the flashback. It's episode three, I think. That's too bad. We got Lori Dungy, who played Celia, who was the white girl from Get Out's neighbor. And she was Beevil in Ninja Storm and Memorella in Dino Charge. She was also Boom's mom in a CD. And she was Mrs. Bell in Ninja Steel. AKA, I remember when this aired. There was a scene where Victor and Monty pull her wig off and we did the whole Roxy Andrew wig reveal edit. I have to find that. That was like one of the funniest memes I've made, to be honest. We have Michael Sassenti, who played Greg in 
Megan. So he was the CEO of Funky, which is the company that the white girl from Get Out works for that <laughs> that she produces Megan for. So obviously Funky is a playoff of Funko. So he played Greg from Funky. And then he was Boom's dad in SPD, Game Face in Dino Charge, and Junkalo in Dino Fury. Junkalo was the monster that ate mucus. That was a hate crime. So he's canceled. We have Millen Bard, who was, he didn't even have a name, a police detective, kind of towards the end of the movie. I don't want to spoil too much, but an incident happens at that outdoor school thingamajig, and he's just asking the white girl from Get Out some questions. He voiced Spy decks in mystic force gun to my head could not tell you that monster what episode that was and last but not least i didn't really talk about this in my thread because she wasn't actually in the movie but kimberly crossman was actually the stand-in voice for megan when they were filming she was later replaced by jenna davis but we all know her as lauren sheba Alrighty, so that's the end of episode 159 of the grid we'll see you next time for our review of the last 11 episodes of dino fury season two but until then everybody say bye 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 this has been a morphin legacy production bitches